Welcome to Booz Allen Hamilton's Unstoppable Together podcast, a series of stories that unite us and empower each of us to change the world. I'm Jenny Brooks with Booz Allen Hamilton, and I'm passionate about diversity, equity, and inclusion. Please join me in conversation with a diverse group of thought leaders to explore what makes them and all of us unstoppable. Hello, everyone, and welcome to the Unstoppable Together podcast. I'm your host, Jenny Brooks, and today I'm joined by Marvely Nettles, a risk management specialist in Booz Allen's Civilian Services Group. Marvely, welcome to the podcast. Thank you. Glad to be here. I'm so grateful that you're joining us. Today, we're talking about hair, and specifically the natural hair and hairstyles of Black men and women. And I want to give people the context of this conversation and how it came to be. You've been with Buzan for almost two years. And if I understand it correctly, you recently had a conversation with a trusted colleague about hairstyle norms that you wanted to better understand as a Black woman. Can you tell us a little bit about that conversation and what prompted it? So... Oh, as you mentioned, I have been with the firm less than two years. When I joined the firm and entered into the workspace, came up, you know, to the office space, I noticed there were not a lot of Black women wearing their natural hair. With my hair being natural, I had it in a bun at the time, and it was roughly maybe a little a little straight, but I knew it wouldn't stay that way for a while. So I was really concerned at how I would be accepted or treated with my hair being in its extreme natural state. Then I was introduced to a colleague and he and I were talking about uh, something that was concerned with work. And I noticed that he had, uh, he mentioned something about being in a fraternity. And I asked him, well, which fraternity are you speaking of? And he said, uh, Omega Psi Phi Fraternity Incorporated. And um, Related to that, I am a Delta member of Delta Sigma Theta Sorority Incorporated. So, you know, that's a collegiate organization, um, part of the National Pan-Atlantic Council, and it's part of the, the Divine Nine. Well, that opened up the door for me to ask him more comfortable questions, such as, hey, I have natural hair. Like, how can I wear my hair in the workplace? Like, what would be deemed acceptable? His response was very safe, but, you know, it led me to ask more questions. When I saw more women with their natural hair, I had a bunch of questions like, hey, how have you styled your hair in the firm? I just wish there was a better way for me to come to work and, and, and know that whatever hair that I'm wearing and whatever style that I'm wearing, that it wouldn't make anyone uncomfortable. So this decision that you are reflecting on seems to be a somewhat distinct one that not all women are having to go through, right? So can you tell us a little bit about what is this experience like of deciding how to style your hair? Well, Black women, when we're wearing our natural hair, it's very curly. Should it be up? Could it be in its curly state, you know, out in the afro? Like, how can I wear it? where I would make my non-Black colleague or in a space make them feel uncomfortable with the way that I'm wearing my hair, the looks, and maybe some comments, you know, make you feel like, oh, you know, should I have not worn my hair like this on this day? 
And I certainly wouldn't want that to be a reason for me not to be a part of a firm or organization because of the way that I'm wearing my hair and who deems that to be a professional look. I did meet other black women in the firm who were wearing their hair and I talked to them about, you know, the things and the styles that they are wearing and, and what do they feel like would be considered professional or acceptable in, in a space that we work in. There are women who said, hey, I wish I could wear braids. I would love to wear braids, but it's not considered to be uh, acceptable or make others comfortable working around you. I know with my last job that I came in one day and my hair was straight and we went for a run. I, I may have gone for a run on my break and I came back, my hair was a little bit bigger and my coworker, my former coworker was like, hey, what happened to your hair? Like, what's going on with it? And I told him, I was like, well, you know, when it gets a little wet, it gets really big and poofy. I was like, but I'll show you one day. So one thing I did, I straightened my hair out for him and I came to him with a cup of water and I put a portion of my hair in the water and I let him touch it as it changed its form from straight to curly and I left it like that all day. So it got to very curly. So it's just like this one section of my hair that was poofy and the rest of it was straight. And he was utterly shocked. <laughs> he was amazed at, you know, how it changes forms. But I appreciated him saying that comment, like, hey, what happened to your hair? And I was okay with saying, I'm going to teach you about black women's hair. My hair is not like all black women's hair, but I will teach you that we have curly hair. You talk about a professional look. And I guess my question is, why wouldn't braids be deemed professional or why wouldn't wearing a natural afro be deemed professional what has your personal experience been and what are some things that you would offer that we as a community should think about i believe when i said about what's deemed professional it's through my experience you don't have your hair in an afro when you're going on a job interview. You're not going to do it when you're in front of people in your workplace. You have your hair put together. And I certainly wouldn't want that to be a reason for me not to be a part of a firm or organization because of the way that I'm wearing my hair and who deems that to be a professional look. I've had at a former job, uh, one of my colleagues had his hair in an afro and we were required to wear a hat in a certain location. So when he entered that location, he had to put his hat on and his, his hat didn't quite fit the way it should because his hat wasn't made for his Afro. And people were like, oh, that's so unprofessional. You know, he looks so unprofessional, do something with his hair. And it's what you hear around that, that it's just like, oh, you have your hair in braids. You couldn't be taking this job serious because you're wearing your hair. And this has been the experience in the past. I have not heard that since I've been, you know, at the firm, but it's an experience that I've grown up with and throughout my professional career of how to wear the hair. Don't have your hair on your collar, um, have it up. That's the professional look. Have it in place, like no hair should be out of place. I shouldn't see any of those ends. Like those are things that have been, uh, preached that that should be done with a black woman's hair. And I wish it wasn't that way. 
it may be fine on jobs, but you don't see it much, so you're not sure if it's allowed or if people are comfortable with it. I mean, we have laws that are being passed, uh, the Crown Act, saying you can't discriminate against people based off their hair, whether it's dreads or, or locks or, you know, a natural hairstyle. You shouldn't be discriminated against those things. That's all. And so you are wishing you could wear your hair differently on any given day. And it strikes me that it, what really sort of enabled a conversation around that was when you found out that your colleague was in a fraternity a sister, you know, organization, right? Which sort of built that that credibility and that trust quickly. It accelerated it in that moment for you to be able to have this conversation. Exactly. With him being a male, I'm sure he was like, why is she asking me this question? You know, is there not anyone else that she can ask this question? And there wasn't. At the time, I didn't see many women wearing their natural hair. And I didn't ask there any particular reason why, because that could be offensive to that woman to ask, well, why you're not wearing your natural hair? Because it's totally fine to wear your hair however you would like to. Right. Everyone doesn't want to put up with their natural hair all the time. It could be one of those things where it's like, I would rather just wear an extension or just straighten it out or put a relaxer in it just so it's more manageable. Growing up, it was straighten that, you're going to get a relaxer. I did not like relaxers because leading up to the day of the relaxers, I couldn't scratch my scalp. Like if I had an itch, I couldn't scratch it. Because when you put relaxers in your hair, it is doing something with the pores in your hair and it burns really, really bad. And you can get like a, a sore there. But my parents were always big on me having my hair relaxed, me having my hair done. And I was an athlete. So... I was always wondering, like, why do I have to get my hair fixed? Like, I'm, I got a game. <laughs> it's not going to be straight, but I had a relaxer. So it may have held on a little bit longer, but I was never concerned about having my hair done. I just, so when I got older, I was like, I'm going natural. And it's like, because you're lazy. You're lazy. I was like, no, it's just so much work and there's so much money to put towards getting my hair relaxed and always done like every week or every two weeks and going in for a style and then getting it straightened. That's the process as well. I still get my hair straight when I get my ends clipped and everything, but that's the process as well to get it straightened and clipped. And it's not going to last very long. You may have plans later on, like, oh, I'm going to have my hair, you know, straightened in a curl. And then the rain will change that. <laughs> I was going to ask you, how common of a topic is this in your day-to-day -day life, just in general, comments about your hair, interest in your hair, or sort of this reflection of, as you said, wearing it professionally or in a professional look? Like, How much of your headspace does this consume? A lot. I really have to consider how I'm going to wear my hair. I have to work out my entire day according to how my hairstyle will be. If I want to work out in the morning, I have to wake up extremely early, at least an hour early. You know, if I go and I work out, I spend more time trying to get my hair to form and fix it so that it is what I would consider in place. Now, what others may, you know, feel comfortable, that's even more time. But 
it's a lot to think about. Even when I take long trips for work and I'm getting on the plane, I got an 11 hour flight and I'm thinking to myself, I'm not gonna see the client when I get there. I have to be careful as to how I style my hair while I'm on the plane. I'm like, I'm gonna put a cute hat on and a nice scarf, but I'll have my hair twisted underneath so that when I get to the location and I'm about to meet the client, I'm able to pin it up and unravel it so that it's suitable to meet the client. And this is a lot of noise in your head about your hair. This is a lot. It's a lot to think about and plan. I appreciate the, the WebEx, right? Because now that we're in this space of the pandemic, I can just cut my screen off and you see the pictures that I have sat around and made all day and I could, my hair could be all over the place. <laughs> but uh, I know we're going to come out of this and we're back to that whole, you know, making sure that you plan your day based off of your hair. But if I had braids, I wouldn't have to manage it so much. Okay. And for those listening who may not just understand sort of the fundamentals, are there other things you would offer to those listening who could learn just a little bit more about the basics of black hair? And also, what would you tell them, those listening, how can they help? How can they help and not cause harm, particularly in the workplace as we move forward? I would offer them to do a little research if they would like, or if they're not very comfortable asking a black woman about her hair, a black man about his hair, I would offer them to look at the short film of Hair Love, produced by Matthew A. Cherry. It's about a young black girl who's winning her hairstyle, and her dad seems defeated by the fact that he has to style her hair before he's leaving, and it's usually her mom that's doing it. So, He's like, oh, I don't know what to do. But it's a beautiful story. I would suggest watching that. It's a very short film. There is Chris Rock's documentary, Good Hair. And it's quite long, but it takes you on the journey of uh, Black women and their hair and how it's such a huge industry. There is an extremely exaggerated story, Napoli Ever After. It's a movie starring Sanaa Latham. And it takes you on a journey of her entire life and how her hair has been deemed how she's accepted in the world. And you have India Ari's song, I Am Not My Hair, and that's three or four minutes. But it, it just gives you a context of how Black women feel about their hair. A Black woman is telling you she's running late. She had an issue and it rained and she's trying to get her hair together and she comes in and she's telling you, I need to go and pin my hair up. Just please give me that space. Just Allow it. It's something that she's doing to make sure she is is good. She's put together the way she wants to be. But I do encourage others to please, you know, ask questions where you don't understand. If it takes a black woman a little bit longer after workout or she comes in and half her hair is straight and the other half is a little poofy, it could have been a little humid outside. So (laughs) you can just ask those questions. And I would encourage those Black men and women who are receiving those questions to give that space to teach and and to help your colleagues understand that. And, you know, go back and forth asking questions and discussing it. It makes others understand that. That connection with the, the college fraternity and sorority really allowed me to feel a lot comfortable asking him that question. I was like, oh, my gosh, I have so many questions for you. I appreciate him for that. I appreciate you for, frankly, just having the courage to open up with us today 
and give us some insights and uh, new perspectives and just hearing a little bit more about your experience. Marverly, at the end of every podcast, we leave some open space for our guests to share final thoughts with those listening. What would you like to share with our audience today? I would like to share that I do speak for myself. I'm not speaking for all Black women. I am speaking from my own experience in the workplace in an area where I have worked with predominantly men and predominantly white um, colleagues throughout my career. So this has been my experience. I, I hope that I am always able to be accepted based off the, my knowledge and the things that I know and not based on my appearance and, and if my hair is, you know, in an afro or, or whether it's straight because it's, it's straight at times, but if I, if I leave for break and I come back and my hair is a different texture, then I would just ask, just understand that it's a journey. <laughs> it's a journey, and I would love to be able to always be able to bring my whole self to work, regardless of what's going on with my hair. Very well said, Marvely. Thank you so much. Thank you. Thanks for having me. Thanks for listening. Visit careers.boozallen.com to learn how you can be unstoppable with Booz Allen. Be the future. Work with us. The world can't wait.